shells, gorgeous oh. black shells. And I was like saying to them, is this normal? I'm like, that's Saturn. Like that was Saturn. Mm -hmm. So like, what is Saturn? What is the sun? Well, this is how it smells. This is how it looks. This is how it, and that's the sun. Give me some more. I feel like I missed it. Yeah. And then this one is Saturn. There's anything with the Saturn. Nice. Yeah. And that right there is just the perfect way to start. I know, right? <laughs> a little, little spritz. Little spritz. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fun. I love it. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> it is. I can feel it already. So, what's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is Inspired Creativity. This is Danielle, and I'm just gonna let her say her last name. Jerecha. <laughs> Jerecha. Kate, seriously, I hope you all just saw the look on her face. Was like, Are you serious, Joey? I, like, I felt everything that was coming from your brain. I got it all. But yeah, we're just having fun, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's one of the things that I'm learning with this is that I can do things like that. 100%. Is the producer yeah. over there going to yell at me? No. Exactly. Yeah, he's fine over there. He is. Mm -hmm. So, thank you for inviting us in. This beautiful space, so many wonderful herbs, yeah, and all kinds of things. And Kate, and me, Kate, she has wonderful so, herbs. And Kate, <laughs> and Kate. So if you listen to any of the thirty days of inspiration, the end, Kate and I, Kate was on twice, mm -hmm. and Kate and I did a little little chat at the end overview, and then I told you all that Kate would be showing up in some episodes. Just because. That's like where's Waldo? Right, mm -hmm. herbs and cake. Herbs and cake might be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna be great. Yeah. My hat's sweating. We have bright lights on. Um, so <laughs> I didn't think it would be this silly. So, thank you. I'll try. Yeah. I'll try to be serious now. But Kate recommended that we chat because you're doing so many amazing things and when I started the 30 days of inspiration project one of the one of mm -hmm. my I'm a Pisces so mm. I have all of these ideas and things um, and when I first started I'm like I'll have everyone that I talk to then recommend somebody else that I can talk to and then I'll just have all of these people that yeah. I can just keep talking to but pretty much you're the only one yeah, because I was like, you have to call Daniel. Yeah. That's how that happened. No. Because there's so much going on here. With, when you think about like creativity and the forms that you've done, which we'll talk about, and like mm -hmm. where you're emerging, and you have so much wisdom. She's um, do you hashtags in the beginning or the things in the beginning. We can do whatever we want. I mean, they should just they should just go now to Mothercraft. Well, yeah, if you're listening on you on uh, on one of those wonderful podcast apps, totally go to the website. Because right then now. you could see what she's offering, and you would really feel like the beauty what she offers while we're listening. And that's why Kate's here, because Kate's smart. <laughs> <laughs> She's got one of those big brains. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah, so what is the website? Mothercraftherbal.com Dot com. No hyphens. No hyphens, but Instagram is hyphens. Instagram mm -hmm. is hyphens. Underscored. Right? That's, right. The, that's underscore. the bottom. So yeah. search for Mothercraft underscore and she'll pop up and you can right. see all of the um, products and a lot of wisdom. But let's... Lots of wisdom. And one of the interesting things, you have some of your products at Palo Santo? I do. And I just put that all together because I saw your logo. Like oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. 
And I'm like, wait a minute, I saw that before. I know I saw that before. Oh, before we did this? You yeah. You just saw oh, it in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, it, like I had that, like I saw your product sitting on the shelf. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a Palo Santo. Of course. But really, pretty much up until Kate brought you up, I didn't know that you were doing this stuff. Like, yeah. no clue. It was kind of more, it evolved through the, the kids being born and mm -hmm. like making, kind of educating myself. And then I guess when Noko came along almost three years ago and her eczema was so bad, that's when I was like, okay, I need to like really kick this up a notch and like study mm -hmm. and know what she needs. Like, cause she needed something for her skin and over-the-counter stuff wasn't cutting it no herbal stuff was cutting it and I knew that I could help I just needed like more than what was in my library mm -hmm. so that's what kind of and I had actually um, I think it was 2007 I was signed up for do you remember Maya Toll? I mean, yeah. you know Maya. Oh, yeah. Sounds very familiar. You remember, with Maya, right? I did. Yeah. Do you remember when I used to do sessions over in Chestnut Hill? Uh huh. That was Maya's shop. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. The apothecary garden, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Back before the herbiary. So yeah. I was supposed to do her um, her herbal program, mm -hmm. and I backed out last minute because I was still like, I was like, that was the year I opened the salon, and. It was just not going to happen. It was like weekends and, um, you know, uh, I had to kind of go, okay, I need to like put my energy where it needs yeah. to be right now and I'll revisit this. And then yoga was such a big part that it never really worked its way back in fully until I had the kids. Mm -hmm. So let me pause for a second mm -hmm. because... <clears throat> The studio, because some people might not know who you are. So let's start with like when you say yeah. the studio. Right. What studio? What? So we're in Philadelphia. What? What? What's Lakshmi studio? Hair Studio, and it's located in Old City, Philadelphia, on Second Street. We opened uh, in two thousand and eight, so we just celebrated ten years. Congratulations! Congrats. Thank you. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it became. Uh, we were traveling in India in 2006. Robin Warner, my business partner, right on. Her and I, mm -hmm. we were traveling in India, and um, that's where it was born. And then we came home, and it was like a year later, it was a thing. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I've always kind of wondered. No, seriously, because Daniel, who we all have in common. Yeah. If you're listening, that's not fun, but you know, you could search him on the on the. What Daniel are we talking about? Sitar Ramdas. Sitar Ramdas. Daniel Jenkins. Also a great, also a great podcast as well. Yeah, absolutely. I remember before I met Daniel, he was like, he had, he's like, I have my friend Daniel on the Lakshmi Hair Studio, and I was like. It's kind of badass to name your hair studio Lakshmi. Right. So when you were in India, did the name just... Yes. That's pretty... And what would you say... You don't have to get into the whole thing, but for somebody who the name Lakshmi might be new to them, like, mm -hmm. why would that be... What was the essence of that for the studio? Like, how did... So Lakshmi is the Hindu goddess of beauty, abundance, and pretty much... Yeah. Like, I, I always say beauty and abundance, but creativity, too. Mm. Um, I think of Venus when I think of Lakshmi. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, being in the beauty business since 1995, and we met a woman who was a widow in the south of India who was um, doing facials and massage, and she was shunned by the community. 
because she was a widow. So none of the locals would go to her. But all of the Westerners would go to her. We stayed in Varkala down, like it's cliffs on uh, below Kerala. And um, so, were you already studying yoga when you went over there, and that's why? Yes. This? Okay. So, mm-hmm. who was your teacher? So at the time, um, I hadn't met my teacher Got it. yet. Okay. So I had done. Um, I had been just practicing mostly at like Diana, wake up. So you were like the beginning of your yoga journey. Maybe like five years in. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay, so kind of, okay. but I would still say yeah, beginning. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Just so for you know, that's why I wanted to talk. See, there's like so many layers here. This is so. <laughs> yeah. So you were. I'm going to say yoga student, which is not diminutive yes. because we're all yoga, yoga students. Right. Right? There's nothing wrong with being a student for your <laughs> whole life, not. right? Okay. So you're a yoga student mm-hmm. and a professional, but not hairdresser. Hair. You're a hairdresser. Yes. God. And I was working okay. at a salon in Old City. Robin oh. and I took a trip to a pilgrimage to India. Got it. And that's where we met this the widow. Woman. Okay. And we were so inspired by her. And then we were flying home, or we were flying back to Delhi, and we met these guys, these Indian guys from Canada. And they were like, oh, you know, we're just like kind of chatting, and um, we were telling them we think we're going to open up a hair salon when we get home. And like, it was this wild, like, thing. So fun. And they're getting off the plane, and they're like, so what are you going to name the salon? And it was just like, Lakshmi. Like, it wasn't even a. And then we got off the plane, we were in Delhi, and we came across this gorgeous Lakshmi statue. We bought it, we brought her home, we kept her wrapped up, and the space was not manifesting, and as soon as someone, I think it was my friend Andre, did you know Andrea Christos? No, tell us who that is. So, Andrea Blanco Christos, she's like one of the most, maybe the most, uh, amazing healers I've ever been blessed to do work with. And she was here in Philly um, up until about two years ago, and she may be coming back. But she cured herself of stage four cancer. Like, this woman is fierce. And um, I did probably, like, four straight years worth of weekly work with her. And she was um, the one that suggested we take Lakshmi out of the burlap and start making offerings to her and then maybe the space would show up and sure enough as soon as we did that the space showed up and so now she sits on the second on the balcony overlooking the space so yeah that's so it's it's the deity her the goddess herself but it's also uh was an ode to women and uh, kind of honoring this woman who still showed up every day. She still showed up every day for her passion. She went to the farmer's market every morning and got fresh herbs to put on your face. Like, you do it whether anyone's there or not. Or not. Mm -hmm. So... Because I want to, I want to ask so much, but then I'm thinking, so you're Lakshmi Hair Studio, Uh and then fast forward, your life starts to turn towards, so how long are you on Lakshmi Hair Studio, and then motherhood kind of comes, like, what is that journey? Well, the, the most pivotal, like, the, the, you know, we all have those moments before and after. Totally. 
So I would say that moment for me was 2009. I met Sri Dharma Mitra and I met him in the Catskills on this um, retreat randomly. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like, and then the following week, I um, was going to be in New York at Bumble and Bumble doing some hair stuff. Oh yeah, I remember Bumble and Bumble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in Chelsea, yeah. yeah. I do not know anything about Bumble They were also a big product. Yeah, yeah. they're still a big product. Yeah, yeah. A, I haven't heard that name in a while. I mean, I've all, women, names, all women would know. Yeah, yeah. So um, we were up there for a work thing for the week, and I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm going to go to the studio every day and study with them, and I go take a class. It's amazing. I, I go home. And uh, the next day, I go over, and I'm like trying to get to the class, and it's like the cat traffic's crazy. I'm stressed out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And I get there, and I, like, run up the steps. They were on the third floor. This was the old studio, and I run up the steps, and I come running in, and Dharma's not teaching the class. And you know how that goes, <laughs> right? You know. You know how that goes because, like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I would never have that type of reaction now because right. I know what can happen. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, I'm like, for real? So I'm like, <laughs> whatever. I'm here. Throw your mat down. And um, Andre Ramos teaching, who is my oh, teacher. Oh, interesting. And that night, um, I stayed. So something was opening for me in that class. I couldn't, I knew we were connected somehow. And that night I stayed for the psychic development. And psychic development is this series of pranayama techniques and meditation techniques very specific Mm. to Dharma Mitra. And um, I left the room. I completely left Mm. the room. And next thing I, like, I couldn't hear and then I couldn't see, and then I was gone. Mm. And then I was back. <laughs> and I was looking at him. How and long I, were you gone for? I have no idea. And I looked at him, and he looked at me, mm. and my whole mm. everything went off. I just don't know what happened. Mm. And I walked out of the class like, who is that man? Who is that man? And like, I just kept like locking eyes with him as I was leaving and he was like locking eyes with me. And like, so I stop at the desk and I'm like, could you tell me the name of the teacher that was teaching tonight? And she's like, Andre Ram, you know, and then I leave. I went and sat in a restaurant on 23rd Avenue and just stared out the window because uh, I, I didn't know what happened. And um, Can so I just about- say it's like great to leave it at I don't know what happened because so many people want to like break something down to, mm-hmm. to a labeled state and there's just those moments that are un- they're experiential and they don't need to be understood mm-hmm. in a logical mm-hmm. Not in a log- Not exactly. in a logical but they're completely felt and clear but they're very clear very clear, like, because to me, I just know that my soul has been around his for lifetimes. Like, and he, uh, he helped, he came back to help me. And he came back to help a lot of people. But, you know, like every time I was in his presence after that, I, you know, I went up, do you remember Renata Gregory? 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 So her and I were, you know, we were we were going to New York every Monday to study with Dharma, and we're in an, we show up the one day, and so Andre didn't teach regularly there. He only taught Fridays, and he would he was the only one allowed to sub for Dharma. So we went up for Dharma's class, and I couldn't ever go on Fridays because I had to work. And we come in, and Andre's teaching. So again, another surprise, and all I know is I woke up on the floor, and everybody was around me. Oh. And Shaktipat, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. (laughs) And Renata's across the room going, like, are you for, like, you know, just, and people are like offering me water, you know, and I'm like, you know, it felt like I passed out, you know, like I, all these, you, you hear footsteps and stuff. And, uh, and then Andre went on to explain how sometimes when the energy is released too quickly, you know, this is what happens. And um, so, you know, the, the, that was my introduction to him. And we've been on a journey ever since. And he has assisted me and my soul uh, whether in the physical or not, like he, that, that was when everything shifted. And I believe it was perfect timing because I learned about reincarnation through that. And my dad was dying. So for me, the practices, the yoga nidras, the long extended meditations, all, so Dharma always says that um, the greatest antidote for uh, impurities is yoga nidra. This is how we get rid of our impurities. Mm. And so I was able to help my dad die. Oh, beautiful. With the yoga nidra practice. And he would actually call me every day and ask if I was going to come up and do the yoga nidra with him. Oh, that's beautiful. And I knew it was because he was able to leave his body. Right. You know, he was able to be out of the pain for a little while. And, um, and it enabled him to do whatever work he needed to do on that level, you know, so that he could go. And that it's a process. I mean, there's so much we could talk about, like that allowing yeah. the death to be a process. A process. Mm-hmm. We kind of think it just happens, but it's actually, if you're, if you're held, yes. right, and it's available, it's a process. And you mm-hmm. can know, like I had studied about reincarnation for years. But my relationship with Andre confirmed it for me. So having that belief when someone like your father is dying is really helpful because I was able to see it as this was not an ending. Mm -hmm. This was not the end. And not that I wasn't sad, but I was way less sad than I would have been had I have still been in this belief pattern of, well, I read about it, but I don't know if it's real. So it transformed into a belief for me through experience. So that time period was very, and then five months later I met Ravi, my husband. Wow. And then one year later we were married and having a child. You really fell right in the flow of... It was like someone blew the doors off that well, time period. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a moment right here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're back. We're back. <laughs> so, so you found your teacher. So I found my teacher. 
What year was that? What year that, did, did all that happen? So, yeah. 2009, I met Andre, uh, September 2009. My father died January 2011. And I met my husband June 2011. So, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. It was a lot. Wow. And then, when did you have your first child? That was... Um, August 2013 and can we talk a little bit about that like because I mean this is from a sidebar conversation <laughs> but the motherhood shift was that a journey for that was for some women that's a known destination and for some women that's an unknown destination and, and what was that for you so that became known to me when I sat across from Robbie I did not have, I was just not, I was definitely on the path of wanting to find a partner. Mm-hmm. At my father's funeral, I had that realization because mm-hmm. I saw that he left behind a legacy. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to be children. That doesn't have to be, I mean, but to me, what resonated was I really want this there was a deep knowing and that March I was on Nantucket with Andre for like a week long uh, intensive and he said to me something like at a certain point Danielle you can't really do anymore. You you have to you have to experience love. Like you got to get in there. And that's I had already been feeling that and I was like okay and then of course when love came along I realized I actually need to do so much more work. Right? <laughs> like oh that was a real trip because I was like Oh, yeah, because I'm totally ready for that because I've done all the work. Mm -hmm. You ever hear people say that? I've done all the work, and it's like, haven't scratched the surface. No, then you put it Not on that. That's a whole other That's a whole whole other thing. So that became when it didn't become the sadhana until the children came into the picture. Sure. Because then things were so magnified that um, you need to figure it out. You gotta find it. You gotta find something that works. Okay, so just because I wanna make sure we get to some of the things, <laughs> right? You, so you're, you're at Lakshmi here. So you're, you're a hairdresser? Is that mm-hmm. what it says on your card? You're a hairdresser. Hairdresser, salon owner. So you're in this deep practice with yoga and Living yoga, so it doesn't. So people are like, "Oh, deep practice yoga." Does that mean that she was going to asana all the time? That's not what I'm talking about. You probably were going to asana mm-hmm. all the time. Is that that was a part of your, deep part of your? Practice? At that point, I was in a very deep home practice of like three hours every morning. For serious? Yeah. Okay. So super physical as well as everything else. Well, that included my. I was doing nali, all types of pranayama. Then I would do my asana, like meditation, oh, like you're like hardcore in this. I was so hardcore <laughs> in it, like, and then I would go to work. Got it. So you yeah. were like a full time yogi, full time yogi, and a full time hairdresser, 
and a business owner and you're in the world. So in the world. I think that's an important distinction to make because you were doing both. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which means everything you were doing was yoga, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what it should be. Yes. That's we are not says. like function in society and yes. be a yogi. We can't live in a cave. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what's needed now. So you're in a very physical practice and then you become pregnant. And then I'm pregnant. Yeah. And nothing really changed. I mean, I stayed doing my practice mm-hmm. uh, probably around six, seven months uh, was when I sure pulled back and got more into, because uh, you can't really do any breath retention. So I was doing gentle, you know, Nadi Shodhana and stuff like that. And just, you know, really started to come into more of like a yin practice mm-hmm. and then mostly meditation. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then in July, or like the end of July that year was when I was due, but the baby never came until August 8th. So I was pregnant a very long time. She and likes, they like to hang out. She's they, a good mom, so she yeah. they like to hang out a lot They longer. don't leave. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so I started to have some sciatica prior to that. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, that's normal in the pregnancy, pregnancy, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And I was getting, like, some body work done, Thai massage, different things like that. Mm -hmm. And and then the baby came, and about two days later, it was just so bad. How was your birth? Where was your birth? The birth was at home, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was going to be in the water, but then it ended up on the bed. And it was so bright. I, I don't know why I thought he was going to be born at night. We lived in a condo that faced south. It was all <laughs> And it was <clears throat> horrific having that kind of sunlight. Oh. I went back in the cave. I was like, get me oh. in a very dark corner. Yeah, very vulnerable. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, and, so, and your son's name is? Arjun. Mm-hmm. And his birth was... Um, you know, I, I mean, it, the labor wasn't very long when he finally did decide to come. Um, but I had to really fight to stay at the house. And uh, so we made it happen. And um, it was after that that the back pain and the le- and like down the leg, I couldn't walk. And with a new baby. With a new baby. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> Like yeah. no, I just and nursing a new baby, trying to figure out breastfeeding and like all these things, and I can't get out of bed. And I would, I, I, I literally was so scared. Sure. I had never been so scared in all my life. And that, I think that coupled with, um, it was August and the amount of pitta in a pregnant woman's body at that mm-hmm. point. No matter how much you try to keep it in. Mm-hmm check uh the combination of the two caused the appendicitis so i'm laying in bed and i'm like thinking i have a stomach virus because the pain in my leg is so bad that this seemed like nothing and then i get to the hospital which had to come the ambulance had to come and take me out in a stretcher because i couldn't walk and i get there and this doctor walks in the room now i am anti at this point anti-hospital anti Western medicine, anti-doctors sure. don't come near me, you know, like, and you and just this, got through a home birth and, and I just got through a home birth and now I'm in the hospital wow. and I'm like, the surrender was epic. enormous Yeah. and in walks this doctor who they called in and he had a bright light around him. 
And I was like, send me in. I'm ready. Take whatever you got to take. Like, just take it. Like, because <laughs> I, you know, I knew. Mm-hmm. I knew. He came. I was just like, he's here. I, Plus, I mean, you were still in the veil. There's still a in the veil. Of postpartum. Especially yes. when the baby. And so it's like, you get information and it, it's different. It, it's, yeah. it's there. Yeah. And I'm like laying on a stretcher with a baby hanging from my boob. Sure. Like, and they're, and I'm not letting them give me antibiotics. I'm not letting them give me pain meds. Oh, wow. And he's like, he does the test and comes back and he's like, her appendix is perforated. How long has she been in pain? Like, what are you just getting here now? And my mom and Robbie were kind of like, oh, we just thought she had stomach virus. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't too bad, you know? Right. So that happens. And then after that, the pain... The back pain was so bad. I go to, I'm, I'm in a trunk now driving to appointments, going to see all these specialists. I'm at Rothman Institute mm. and uh, they tell me I need surgery and they show me the disc and the disc actually broke off and was sitting on the nerve. And I looked at the guy and I'm like laying, I, I, I literally am like, I don't know, a week out of appendix surgery. I'm nursing a baby on the table in this office and then my mom and my aunt are there and um He's like, you need, uh, you need surgery, and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't get back surgery. Like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not. And I left. That's not something. I, oh my god, you left. And then I got home, and I'm like, well, now I'm screwed because I'm still in pain. Right. Like, what am I gonna do? And then I called him back a week later, begging. A week later, begging, because I was like, okay, it's not going away. Would you, if I was presumptive? Would you say this is part of your motherhood journey too? The surrender, the surgery, absolutely. Because this is how old is Arjun when this is happening? He's four weeks. Right. Wow. Four weeks old, and he went everywhere with me. I think it's an important thing for someone to hear because you're gonna hear like, "Oh, she had a hair studio, and now she's doing," or you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, there's there's so much. I think that's what I really like about how Joe does this is that you get to learn what people are going through and the stamina and the determination and also why when we get to talk about your herbs like when we say that there's wisdom behind it it's it's the wisdom that comes pain. from yeah well it's pain yeah the experience it's the experience it's of it so you get back surgery yeah. and I'm immediately relieved by the way <laughs> immediately relieved mm-hmm. and I want to oh, and then that doctor comes in that morning and Robbie was cracking up it's the doctor from the Eagles v- Vaccaro Dr. Vaccaro mm. well he looks like JFK Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so happy to see him I was just like I, I, it was funny how my for someone who was so against all this stuff my attitude going into the surgeries mm-hmm. were Total surrender. I did mm-hmm. finally get to the surrender before I went in, and mm-hmm. I think that helped with the journey of it, but it was still so, like, Robbie thought I was never going to walk again, so he was, I mean, yeah, he cried, like, four months later, like, totally lost it. it. Go. It came out, mm-hmm. you know, and he was just like, I just thought I was going to be taking care of you and a baby. Like, I, like, oh, I just couldn't so really, yeah. you know, and, um... And then it was that journey of that year forward of like, you know, remembering Dharma saying to me, one day you're not going to have your physical practice. And then what? You better have a backup light. You know? And so I had to go in my heart again. I had to, you know, I knew, 
I had all the techniques and but you know what I think what might have happened is had I I mean who knows but when we're attached to things we don't learn the lessons right? right so I was attached to that physical I thought I was going to be this mom who came back to yoga right away and like yeah there was all the like I said to Ravi at one point well if I can't practice who am I because didn't you say you were doing dropbacks? Yeah. So you were like, your body and you were like... My flexibility caused a lot of problems. Oh. I didn't have the strength along with the flexibility as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what this process taught, taught me too. Was It was really refreshing. Frustrating and refreshing to come back to learning how to touch my toes again. And how to... Because when I came to yoga, I was flexible. Mm-hmm. So there was no real journey to get mm-hmm. to, I mean, yeah, in the more advanced postures, but, but I understand what in you're general, saying, I could right? go to a class and not feel like I was like disoriented after I left. Right. So there was respect. And when that. you said the backup light, what were you referring to? Like, what did you start to work on? The right side of the heart, mm-hmm. that space. The right side of the heart. Yeah. Not the heart, the spiritual heart. And going back in there and that's what got me through because I was in a, I mean now throw on not sleeping with a newborn Forget it. so I you know like that first year of postpartum anyway is beyond and then two surgeries I like I never even healed from the birth before I was like having surgery so it brought me back here like quick and um, and then that was like when I was cleaning the yeah. the condo the mm-hmm. one day and off the bookshelf falls my chart. And I always had a chart my chart reading done every year with Chakrapani. Chakrapani Ulal is like he just passed away last year and he was everybody's teacher pretty much. Uh-huh. And Toby Lerner, who owned a store of a, a clothing store here in Center City was a client at the salon I used to work at 20 years ago and we got talking and she gave me his information and that's how I and so Mm -hmm. I went down to Washington DC he was from LA and I went down to Washington DC while he was visiting and got my chart read and I met with him every year after that and when the chart fell on the ground, there's this dasha system in Vedic astrology. What's that? Just a little. It tells you <laughs> what planet is ruling at certain dates in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when it hit the floor, I looked at the date and it was July 3rd, 2013, which was when the sciatica started. And that's when I moved. I was in Mars dasha and I moved into a Saturn bhuti. And Saturn, for me, aspects my first house of my physical body. It's situated in my seventh house of relationships. And it also aspects my fourth house of my inner nature in the home. So wherever Saturn is situated in the chart is where he teaches you. Harshly sometimes, if you don't understand and uh, propitiate him. But once I learned that, then the experiences were different. But so if I can jump in just with really quick. So when you said once you learn that, so let's say there's so, someone's chart has something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Would you be able to look at it and be like, you know what, this might look like a shady time and remedies to yes. counteract that like if now knowing now what you knew, like knowing then what you know mm -hmm. now, like if there could have been like mantras or things that you could oh, yeah. been doing to kind of make it a little easier. I wish I had the mantras at that time because what has helped me tremendously through, I'm also now, and we can talk about this later, where I'm at astrologically has a lot to do with Saturn too. I learned how to work with Saturn and now he feels like an ally. Shani is like, you know, like I appreciate all of it. So then it just felt harsh. Then it felt like, why is this happening to me? I don't understand. I'm falling apart. What's going on? Right. My marriage is being tested. My physical body's falling apart. My inner nature is just a mess. It's Saturn. It's Saturn. So when I saw that, I went, because I knew a little bit to go, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and then I was like, probably within that week, um, trying to figure out how I could study Vedic Astrology. So then Vedic Astrology comes in, and it's also called Joy... Jyotish. Jyotish. So somebody might hear that and not know that that's... Can you tell us a little bit about how Vedic is different than Western? Yes. So Jyotish is the science of light, and mm -hmm. the Rishi... So it's a, um, most of the... Uh, most of the information that we have come from the sacred texts, from the Vedas, from uh, the uh, Bharat Samhita and all these other texts. And they, the Rishis, just like they received all of the other yogic information, I mean, this was all downloaded. So was, you know, they just sat on the constellations and that's how they received this information. And Western astrology, so it's based on fixed stars. So if I look up in the, if I know that, you know, Saturn is in Virgo uh, in uh, astrology and I look up in the sky, that's Jyotish. It's where it says it is. Hmm. Okay. So astronomy is a bit, is the background of that. That's helpful for people to understand. Yes. It's like, it, it is where it is. It is mm -hmm. where it is. And now with the sky guide app, anyone can find it <laughs> because that thing is amazing. You can just like go like this and you know where everything is. You know, when the moon's going to come above the horizon, you know, all of mm -hmm. that. So whereas with Western tropical astrology, they're going by the equinoxes, which change. So there's a 23 degree difference. So typically where Aries starts, say at March 21st mm -hmm. in tropical, it's probably not starting until around April 15th huh. in Jyotish. Jyotish. Yeah. I'm going to just jump in here for a little bit because if somebody's like, wait, one of the things I really appreciate when I, and I see you do this a lot on your Instagram, mm -hmm. which is the mother craft, yeah. um, is how you make it accessible. Now you also have an Irish background and yeah. people aren't watching this. So <laughs> I, I did when we, I, we would, I have a, a son and we would meet up for these herbal talks. I was just getting out of the house. Some of the women there were learning the herbs and I was just like, I'm out yeah. of the house. And I couldn't believe yeah. you were there. That was it. That was yeah. as much, just to yeah. so I don't start saying like, oh, I have the herbal talk. I'm like, this girl's killing it. I was sitting here for 20 minutes. I got there before it was over. Check success. But while we were there, I was starting to get to know you yeah. in a different way. And um, 
you would be telling these stories. And I remember saying to you, this is before you went to Ireland, like you storytell. You're like, oh, that's my Celtic side, which got super, I'm sure other people have said that too as well. But I've heard Vedic astrologers talk, but there's something about the way that you can wrap it into like, you know, you can start doing houses and placements and then you're like, so what that means is, and then you start to give it in a way that I'm like, oh, and sometimes I like go back and look on it. I can start to just be able to use the information that you're giving. Yes. You know what I mean? So we don't all have to study it, mm -hmm. but we might be interested in trying to figure out the remedies how for ourselves and how to use it. So like, how can it be some, like, is it just, oh, I want to know my future? Like, how, what is your relationship? And maybe even how does it come in with the herbs? And like, talk to us, like you can talk to us a little bit about that. Now we can answer that question. <laughs> then it's perfect timing. And what was the question again? <laughs> Bringing, like, oh. what we're drinking. What are we drinking? So this is hibiscus, mm -hmm. spearmint, spearmint, and rose. And isn't that kind of like, if you're hot, this is your savior sort of yeah. mixture? Yeah. So it's practical. Like some of the herbs, if you yeah. can see the herbs behind us, there might be yeah. aspects to them that are not immediately accessible, but there's there's some things that you could make friends with all of, almost all of these in some yeah. small way. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So... I was just curious about, you know, how, because I also see that you make um, ointments or tinctures during different nakshatras, and so you want to talk to us a little bit about, like, how Jyotish and herbalism or wherever you're feeling with that, because I want to make sure we talk about that. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Is it herbalism or is, is it an Ayurvedic practice? It's, or both? So my herbal... <laughs> you know, because the, the Jyotish would kind of go with the Ayurveda. Yes. And it does in my own, so like the way I treat myself has mm -hmm. always been, we have like an Ayurvedic doc that we see, we see mm -hmm. Dr. Bot, <laughs> and um, we've been seeing her forever and I've been seeing her forever. So in the way I treat myself is always through Ayurvedic herbs. Mm -hmm. And then my studies though have been, you know, through books on Ayurveda, but then um, Terry Simmons, who was both of our midwives, um, she has taught me so much, and then so has this other woman from Ireland, uh, Tanya Ripley. And she, that's who I, I did her at home course, mm -hmm. and then I met up with her after that in Ireland and did a pilgrimage with her and some more study, and I'm still continuing to study with her. So a lot of my herbal... Practice does come from a more Celtic uh, ancestral place, and then we have the Jyotish kind of overlapping that, which to me makes a lot of sense because that's my life. Mm -hmm. Like my Literally. kids, that's my kids. And what do you mean uh, by that? so, like my husband's Indian, I'm Irish, and then we have the kids. So I feel like everything mm -hmm. I create kind of has this Irish and <laughs> Indian kind of thing to it. Mm -hmm. You know what it's I mean? An alchemy. It makes sense. It's an alchemy. Yeah. You make it, it makes sense. You make, yeah. The way you share it, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense to me. You know, um, the River Boyne is like this sacred river in Ireland. It runs through the sacred valley there where the high kings are near the Hill of Tara. And it means white cow. The Ganges means wow. the same. Mm. And both cultures have this deep connection to butter and the cow. And 
the Sanskrit, the ancient Sanskrit language and the ancient Gaelic language are also very similar and the goddesses are also very similar. So there's a lot of overlapping in this Druid, Celtic, Hindu kind of thing. So um, they seem the same to me, Mm -hmm. you know, like they definitely seem Mm -hmm. to kind of go together. Um, And I think with the Jyotish is I, I probably try to make it more accessible through my experience personally with the planets. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm. I look a lot at Saturn in charts because... And that's what I heard is one of the, just recently, was my babysitter, honestly. She was saying, because her her mom was saying that if you learn where Saturn is in your chart, that's like, can crack the whole, and I don't understand that, I'm just saying that I've heard somebody else say that. (laughs) But they don't understand Because Saturn is the karmic leveler. Okay, so wherever Saturn is situated in your chart is where you need to learn. Well, then that would make sense. Right. So... Saturn, where are you? <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, Saturn. Yeah, okay. Where you at? Yeah. So I have that. I mean, I look at everything, obviously. Well, but sure. Saturn can tell you so much. And then the fourth house also tells you so much. And this, I actually, um, Yogini Shambhavi talks a lot about the fourth house and Saturn. And... As someone who kind of had that experience too, like it resonates with me mm-hmm. very deeply. And, um, you know, also just going outside and sitting under the planets, like just meditating with them. And, you know, and also then things start to make connections, you know, like walking on the beach before my workshop two weeks ago. And I'm like, oh my, and it was Saturday. And I'm, you know, reflecting a little bit on the birth star workshop that night, but I also have two kids running around on the beach, so I'm kind of in that too. And then all of a sudden I get like hyper-focused on all these gorgeous, brilliant black, like, shells everywhere. And I'm like, you know, like, just like, okay, like, I'm connecting with Saturn, it's Saturday, like, this is, you know, um, I feel like that connection is really strong because it's taken a lot of work. Like, I've gone through a lot Hello. with Saturn. Exactly. Right? So I have that communication now. Like, <laughs> the shells are showing up. And so when I went into the workshop that night, I brought, you know, this spray here, which is my interpretation of what Saturn smells like. Mm-hmm. And there are herbs connected with the planets. And then there are also essential oils that are connected with the elements. And when you have someone's birth star, you have the ruling planet, so let's say that's Virgo, Mm -hmm. so Mercury rules that. And then say, um, you know, or say say the birth star is uh, Purvashada. Okay, so you have Sagittarius. That means the moon is in Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. And then the ruler of that nakshatra is Venus. So the energies there are Jupiter, because Jupiter rules Sagittarius, and Venus. So you have a mm-hmm. Jupiter-Venus. So what I would do is mix, you know, make this a very watery 
mixture. So right? your birth star workshop yeah. is having making oils. Like what do I do at that workshop? Like I get to learn more about my, you, my because of my ruling star, yes. the celestial, where the heavens were when I incarnated in this yes. lifetime, and then there's oils that go with it. So you kind of, and we all know that, like when you, you know, when you smell, like they say, the olfactory sense brings you right back, right? Mm. So you're sort of stimulating that, and that would that be a way to also reawaken connection, right? And it's also your way of now being able to understand, like the planets. You know, it's a way to touch them. So they seem so far away, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to smell, like, okay, so here's the beauty aspect, right? I want to smell it. I want to touch it. I want it to be pretty. I want it, like, I want all that. So that's where the Vedic astrology and the herbs and the oils come together because there's a way to communicate the planetary energies in different ways. So tell me about what, what Mothercraft Herbal is then with the herbs and what is like how was that born so mothercraft was born through the kids eczema so my son who's five now mm -hmm. was born and about two months later had eczema and my daughter who's going to be three noga moon she um i have to mention her name because yeah, i mentioned yeah. Arjun, yeah. What was her she name ever sees this yeah. <laughs> Give us her name again. Uh, it's Nokomis Moon, but we call her Noko Moon. Oh. It means grandmother. She yeah. is. And she's a grandma. Yeah. yeah. And if she but were to we see were this, she'd be like, earlier. why didn't you mention my name? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Like, why didn't you mention my name? You mentioned Arjun's name, where's my name? Right. So, um, but hers was beyond his. I mean, it, her body was covered. Mm -hmm. And I would go to natural naturopaths and all these people and I would get blamed. It's your anxiety, it's this, it's that. You go to a Western doctor, which I didn't do with her. I did it with Arjun, but I knew better with NOCO to not go down that road because that just really ended in um, steroidal treatments, which don't help it. Uh, they put it away for a sure. little bit and then it's back. So they were basically just trying to give me something to get rid of it and then you know, to go the route that I felt more connected to, I was feeling almost blamed. So then I was like, all right, I need to heal my kid. That's what this comes down to. And that's when I started to do more than just the cream. So like I needed a salve for her. What I was making for Arjun then wasn't enough. You know, so I started to really work with the herbs to try to calm the inflammation and keep her comfortable till, you know, it eventually, you know, worked itself out or mm -hmm. whatever. I, I didn't really know what was going to go on, but that also was extremely stressful because yeah. she was beat red and you feel judged. Like people would be like, oh my God, what's wrong with her skin? It's amazing when people feel that you don't know. I'm like, you feel like they can save you. Like, oh, really? There's something wrong. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened to my child that I'm with 24 hours a day. I, I didn't and notice. And they're pointing it out to me. I mean, like, literally, you must know this is a sore subject for Hello. me. And now here you go. Thanks like, for shaming me on top of the extreme yeah. that I have for my child. Like, it took everything in me to put her, put a tank top on her today. Really? You know what I mean? I want to cover her up. Right. You know, so 
Um, so that's when I really started to like, okay, I need to study, you know, I need to really put my head in this. And then I started to make the creams and I'm born on a full moon and it's always good to, for me to do like, um, some type of sadhana on the full moon, whether it's just moon bathe or, you know, something like that to connect with that energy. And I knew that through, you know, the years of having my own chart done, but, um, I started making the cream. I started making the cream as an offering. The triple you know? goddess? Yes. And that's when it was like, okay, I'm gonna, this is gonna be my practice. And then I brought it to the moon oh. circle one night and I was so excited. So it started as your own practice, just your own connection. Yes. Like as you were it was helping a your child. It was a, oh. It was a sadhana. And I made too much. So that night, I brought the jar. We were down in Brigantine. I think it was two years ago. They had the, the moon gathering on the beach. And I brought the jar to share with the girls. I wanted everyone to put some on them and have the jasmine flowing at night, you know. And again, trying to create that experience. And um, I, I, we're all at the back of this car, and everybody's like, oh my god, oh my god. And I dropped the jar. And it's literally like all over the parking lot shards of glass and they're down there like trying to scoop <laughs> you know i could see i could see a bunch of them doing that yeah, yeah. Like, trying to scoop it up so they're like you really need a bottle to sell and then that's, a, that's amazing so that's yeah. what i did that was all i had i just had the cream for a while and then i was like oh well, what did i do for myself after i had the babies oh i had this amazing sits bath blend it's amazing I had this amazing tea that I drank. Um, oh, the salve, right, for, for severe eczema, yeah. And then, so it was just kind of like, wow, like. It birthed Without itself. even trying, you had like a whole product. <laughs> well, it was so. You know what I mean? Like, it was yes. just like, it was our, like it was, you were doing it, and it was just like, oh, look at what I created. Yes. Without thinking well, of creating it. And, and that, I had a moment sitting in Shasta, we were talking about Mount Shasta mm. earlier, and it was 5 a.m. and I'm sitting out on the deck by myself journaling and I had just written a sentence and a raven flew down and was right in front of me like Darshan, like pure, like transmitting, like I could feel the energy of this being, it was so huge. I looked at the last sentence I wrote and I was like, mm. and I was like, I got to do this. I got to actually put this into something, you know? And uh, so I came home and a couple weeks went by and then I woke up and I was like, Robbie, can you take the kids for a couple hours? Oh, I really feel like I need to work on some stuff. And it happened to be Guru Purnima which is my wow. birthday. That's like my lunar birthday. I'm born on Guru Purnima, which is just the full moon in you mm -hmm. know, June, July. Um, and that day, nine products in that nine. day. That day. The tea, the sits, the salve. And I don't mean that I crafted them all. They were all born. Mm -hmm. Like, they all came to be that day. And I was like, so it was like, that raven, so the raven then became the raven oil. I did a, I did an oil for him as an offering because he kind of brought that in, and um, yeah, and then that I was just like, oh okay, like I gotta, I gotta help the moms. Like I, I needed a lot of help. 
Moms you know, need a lot of help. Moms need a lot of help. And like, if this tea can soothe them, or if this can, this can help their baby. And then I made the little glycerites for like the belly and the respiratory and the, you know, the throat, mm-hmm. uh, the coughing thing. And these were just things that I always gave to my kids. But I'm like, oh. I see that's the thing that's what you want to give your kids is when a mom says I gave this to my kid every mom says right what 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 was it that you gave to your kid and he said it worked yeah (laughs) that's it it. you just want something that's it it. I want to know do no harm and make it better like first of all do no harm so if you have another mom say I did this it's already you're driving to get it wherever it needs to be and we used your stuff we used the sits bath and the tea which I continued drinking because you don't not ever, we don't I mean, ever not need it. Right. And we've used um, the cough and cold. And then the salve I used for, um, I had a scar, and that's what I use to minimize my scar because oh, I had to have nice. surgery done. So yeah. I'm just saying that, and I've referred other people because when so much is going, when so much is going, let's just say it there, it doesn't have to be where it's going, you just want something that is um, reliable and safe for your children. And it's almost like it sounds like this whole sadhana of your line and I'm going to call it a line it's mothercraft right. it's like came it just came through yes. you know people are like well through how did that happen well, through motherhood mother. exactly yeah yes yeah it just I mean it was really just things that I used that helped me and it's like you know you just want to be able to give that to someone else you know and um And I think that, you know, moving forward with it, there's been definitely more of a oil connection. So I do have, like, some planetary oils coming out soon. So, like, these spritzes, they're going to be in roll-ons the way the raven oil is Mm -hmm. so that people can connect to the planet. Mm -hmm. But then... The other thing that won't really be available in stores that will kind of only be available through like people that are coming for readings and stuff is your birth star oil. So there will be 27 of those. So they're why, all... Why 27? There are 27 nakshatras. Right. So there's a different nakshatra for each day of <clears throat> moon phase. And uh, almost. So that's a huge... Like I've been working on that for like the last eight months. But that kind of came through. It was like, okay, like... And then we, we craft, we kind of craft those in the workshop. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I take all of the herbs connected with that planet, or I should say specific herbs connected with that planet, and I steep them in organic almond oil for a moon cycle, but I solar infuse them. So they're what in the sun. Mm-hmm. I take them outside every day for a few hours, let the mm-hmm. sun hit them, and then I bring them back inside, and then I bring them back outside, and then I bring, so again, here we go sadhana again. Mm-hmm. Everything's a practice, you know. And then after that, I kind of sit with it to figure out what the scent needs to be mm. based on the elementals of... And the beauty, too. Yes. Right, because that, that, that's something that, op- I mean, that's what I'm learning is that it opens you up. Beauty opens you up. If you look at any of the, the practices, right, mm. you get the fruits and the, and the flowers, and it's like that little bit of ritual kind of opens up a part of you. And if that's what I'm hearing. Like you said, it's always been, you know, you went to India and then Lakshmi and here, that idea of like beauty and caretaking and wisdom and, and in the unseen is, is just blossoming again in a whole, yeah, in a different way. whole different way. 
Yeah, and I think that, so the mantras too, <clears throat> huge, huge part of the um, sadhana as well. Because as I'm working with that particular planet and mm -hmm. I'm, you know, you don't just say a mantra one day and you have that connection. I mean, this is like, you know that. I mean, come on, yeah. I'm talking to two people that know, know a bit about this. It's like, mm -hmm. no, this is like, it's just like you're not going to put a gemstone on your hand and, and, and you know, and everything's going to be working great. Right. Or you think, <laughs> you know, or you think like, you're going to call a friend once a year and that you guys are going to stay close if you ha don't have a foundation before that. Right. You have to build. There's you might this, have those friends, yes. but it was based on something that when the phone rings, Absolutely. the intimacy is there. Yeah. Absolutely. And like with me recently, you know, last October, I'm going through this transit called Sarasati. And Sarasati is when Saturn transits your moon. So in Western astrology, we hear about the return of Saturn a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when Saturn returns back to the same exact spot that it was when you were born. Saturn takes about two and a half years to travel each house. There's 12 oh. houses and 12 zodiac signs. So what happens is... Saturn, when Saturn transits your moon, and particularly when it's within 10 degrees of your moon, it, it's like the most feared transit in India. Okay. And I was scared about it for mm -hmm. like two years because I knew it was coming. And, uh, and I immediately thought that it was going to mean like, because your moon is your mother, right? And I was like, I don't want to know about this. So like, I don't look at my kids' charts because I don't want to know, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, I'm just not, eventually I probably will when I can actually help them with something, but I just don't want to know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know their birth star, I know where the moon is, I know where the sun is, I know enough to help them, guide them, mm -hmm. but I don't really get, I'm not looking at um, a lot of other stuff. Sure. And, uh, and it's not because I, because listen, we all have free will. You're not stuck with anything in your chart. And Chakrapani used to say that all the time. Like, you you can change things. Uh, but, you know, just for my own sanity, I don't look at it. And what I found through this uh, transit, and it's been a rough year. Like, really rough. But what I discovered through this is that Saturn actually is showing me what hasn't been working for a long time. Beautifully said. So I got the message and I also started to propitiate him. So I used to always do Saturn mantras on Saturdays just because, you know, I, I do have Saturn in the seventh house and, you know, it's, it's not terrible, but, you know, brings things like late marriage or maybe divorce or, you know, like stuff like that. Um, so I, and difficulties in relationships. So I've always done, you know, the Saturn mantra, but what I started to do was bring it in every day, multiple times a day. Wow. And really started to work with Saturn. And that's when I started to experience like the gifts. And it was like, okay, like now my mom has had shoulder surgery and she's going to be having another shoulder surgery. So thank you, Shani. We're not taking mom away. We're just creating a little bit of difficulty for her, you know. Um, but, like, it meant 
So it can mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that something's going to happen to the mom. It, it will bring suffering to the mother. And elders on the mother's side will pass on. Well, my Aunt Marie just died a couple months ago. She was 90. And so like the matriarchs, you know? So I'm watching Saturn this whole year. I'm just watching Saturn and I'm going, okay, this is all so real like this is Saturn you know and it hurts like to learn these lessons like that I don't want to learn but now I'm like oh I do want to learn them I want to learn them I think what I'm hearing also with what you're saying is it's slowing you down or not you I think that kind of practice slows the moment down enough so you're watching what's happening mm. as opposed to like getting away from it or reacting to it. Mm -hmm. So if someone, like if you're in a creative process or you're listening to what you're sharing, it's like, it's the commitment. That's mm -hmm. when things start to change. And then that, when you're committed to something, the relationships start to reveal themselves. And it doesn't mean that you can fix or predict, but it means that you actually get to be yeah. in all of it, you know? And if you, if you don't, then you miss it or it just repeats itself, right? Or you're a victim. Right? Whereas I felt empowered <clears throat> with the mantras mm. and getting to know Saturn. And I started reading, uh, last year I started reading Robert Svoboda's book on Saturn. Mm. And uh, The Greatness of Saturn, it's called. And it's mm. an amazing little book, but it's awesome. But now looking at everything, I'm like, Shani gave me everything. Because look at that. Like, it was shiny on the floor that day when the paper fell. Right. And it put me on this path. You know, it was shiny that took me into the surgeries that helped me surrender and not be so know-it-all and judgmental because, let's face it, I was judgmental of the medical community and everything. I was like, come on. You can't, can't do that. Like, you can't be so... You have to soften a little bit, and that's kind of what I felt like Saturn did for me was just like, all right, surrender, mama, because you got to. You have to. You have to. All right. So thank you so much. Thank you. For taking the time to hang out and talk and tell us all the amazing stories. I feel like we can sit here for like another two hours. <laughs> we and could just, just have food and we'll just have right? food. Yeah. yeah. And, and we'll just keep like, going. That's the thing with like why I love the Joe Rogan podcast. Like I would mm. literally listen to an episode because they're like three hours long. Oh, Depending wow. who's on. Yeah. But I like start in my car, like going somewhere in the morning and then when I'm like cooking at home and then when I'm doing something like, and throughout the day, I listen to that one mm. episode. But I know it's hard, but I can sure. totally just sit down and keep oh talking. Gosh. And like, I know. All right, let's just keep going. Maybe people will listen. Maybe they won't. Who cares? I'm having a great time. Yeah. You know? That's really what it, it all comes down to. So anyway, my rant. Thank you. Yeah, for thank doing you. This. I yeah. really appreciate it. Where, where can everybody find you? Where, how can they get more of you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm doing about probably one birth star workshop a month. That's kind of what oh, I... Fantastic keep it to um, and I have one coming up I'm still confirming the date in um, for September at Moon and Arrow I've done some previous previously there mm -hmm. and um, that's it for right now I'm, I've mainly been really uh, crafting these planetary oils and getting that situated the labels are coming in so I'll be um, 
I'll be launching those over the next couple weeks. And where do I get the oils? If I'm like, where, like, if I want to, if I'm ready, I can go online. Is there any place I can go touch some of the stuff that you have? So where the, are you? Yeah. So the, the products are at Moon and Arrow, Little Moon and Arrow, <laughs> Minnow Lane, Love Integration Yoga, which it's in uh, Long Beach, New York, mm -hmm. and um, Palo Santo right now, and then also on the website. So I can act, I can ship wherever, and if I have oh, questions, I can, like, say some, I mean, what if somebody doesn't know, or can they do consultations with you, or are you accepting that? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Charts, like, if Readings, like, well, that absolutely. stuff sounded great, I want to know where my, oh, where yeah. my Saturn is. I know. What happens right. to Saturn living yeah. in? What? It's, it's, it's my... <laughs> It's it's my job now to make everyone love Saturn. There you go. Nice. Learn to love Saturn. Right, Learn right. to There's love Shiny Days. Saturn. Oh, yeah, really? Oh, he really got into I a lot of him. the astrology yeah. and Sagittarius. Well, it's a Saturn return, so oh, that's why. Oh, that's okay. Fruitful yeah. darkness. That's yeah. what he's in. I do yeah. love him. He's fantastic. Oh. He's gonna be on this someday, Trevor. Yeah, you gotta get him. Trevor. Um. So where? So. We know where we can find your products. Yeah. The web address is... The web address is www.mothercraftherbal.com. And Instagram is mothercraft underscore herbal. Uh, that's mostly where I'm... Like, I... I communicate pretty regularly on yeah, there. Yeah, I love your posts. I love what's a lot. going on. Mm -hmm. and I, then, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, it's okay. But let's say I have hair, <laughs> and I want you to do my hair. I'm at Lachman Hair Studio. Yes. Right. All In right. Old City. What can you yeah. do with my hair? Say anything? Can you, can you feather it? <laughs> feather it. Maybe a feather. Oh my friend. gosh. The feathering was way before my time. <laughs> I grew up feathering my hair, but I definitely have not feathered anyone else's hair since. Because that was like 80s, right? Yeah. yeah. I started yeah. doing hair yeah. in 95. Yeah. Which is crazy to that's think that that's been 23 years. But yeah, it's I, I feel as though it's my duty to make everyone love Shiny Dave and also to bring the heavens down to earth with the herbs and the, the That's cosmos. Beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing with us. I really yeah. appreciate it. it was really yeah. fun. Thank you. This so was much. great. Yeah. And I could have ten more pots of tea. Yeah. And just chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Kate, for coming and you know fun. being part of the fun with me. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Yes. And see I'll ya. see you next week. Bye.